This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. To the phone calls at 800-919-3776. And you can hit me on Twitter at Ty D. Butler. I mentioned the, the column that John Heyman had in the New York Post. Could we be watching a guy this weekend? Uh, in the Bronx that the Yankees might have their eyes on at the trade deadline. I'm talking about the one who had a home run last night, the one and only Cody Bellinger. If he is made available, if the Cubs, who right now, oddly enough, the only team in the NL Central that has a positive run differential, but they're still five games under 500. If they become sellers, this would be a, a great fit for the Yankees. Now, he's not the same player he was in 2019 when he won the MVP, but he's a champion. You know, hit a home run last night, single, couple runs scored. He's hitting 303 right now, which would be f- by far the best average on the team. Left-handed swing that is perfect for the Bronx. He is great defensively, so you got Bader in center, and then Judge when he comes back, right field, so you'd have a world-class outfield. And he obviously solves that left-fielder problem. Um, so I'm looking at him as a potential target. Thanks to John Heyman for pointing that out in the New York Post. It would be great. It would be great. Hunter Renfro, if the Angels sell, could he be a target? Uh, Adam Duval in Boston, but he's uh, Duval. I should say he's going to be. Um, he's not going to be available. The Yankees and the Red Sox aren't making any trades. Uh, so that Cody Bellinger is a name to watch out for, which would be so fascinating, right? The Yankees would then have four. MVPs in their lineup with Donaldson, Stanton, Judge, and Bellinger if this trade were to happen. Transition to the Mets who play tonight. Uh, they're trying to make me look bad. I declared them a month uh, a month ago to be dead in the water. They're done. But they've won six straight games. They are the hottest team in baseball right now. To me, what's been the most impressive is the late game heroics. We saw them win in extras last night where they improved 5-1 and one on the season in extra inning games. They had a trail 3-1 earlier. They tied it on a final strike in Arizona in game two of that series before they they swept them. So the Mets have been playing a a lot better lately. Alvarez continues to be tremendous. He had four more hits last night. Lindor is is hearing the noise. He heard about the contract being thrown in his face. Hit another home run last night. Had a big two-run single. Uh, that helped the Mets in that 10th inning. Pete Alonso continues to rake. We saw a vocal back. Alec got an infield single, RBI infield single. So the Mets are, are playing better baseball right now. And here's Buck Showalter on just how big of a win that was last night in San Diego. Verlander, much like Max, not carrying his normal stuff and command and get, staying engaged. Those are the games that I, I am really honored and proud to watch those guys pitch because they get out there and survive in those games. Mark Cannon sticking his nose in there and blocking a ball and throwing him out at first base. Alvy having a very professional bat, hitting the ball of the way. The conversation I had with Jeff McNeil about getting him over said he was going to sit on a breaking ball first pitch and try to hook him, and he did. Marte having a really tough at bat, almost going in the stands to catch a pop-up that got in the stands. I'll keep going. Yeah, so Buck's like the cliff notes of it. In case you didn't watch the game, he's going to run through everything. But the biggest difference you see with this team is what getting length out of your starters does. Sanga, Carrasco, and Verland are all going deep into the games. Allow the bullpens to, to allow the bullpen to be refreshed, to be rested, and then you come out there and be effective. Because the bullpen, obviously, you know, sans Edwin Diaz is not their strength. But they do have some quality arms out there that if they are not being forced to pitch every single night, 
they can, you know, have some success. And we saw Verlander for the fourth time in five starts allow two earned runs or fewer in that game. But despite all of that, despite all of the praise I just gave the New York Mets, my issue is that all of the prosperity I just alluded to, all of the success you've had the last week, probably the most lucrative their stock has been since the start of the season, and yet you're still seven games back of a playoff spot. So it's going to take a whole lot more of weeks like this to get you into contention. Seven games out still. And now tonight you got David Peterson against Blake Snell. So the Mets have a chance to go for the series win, go into the all-star break with some, mom- some momentum, but I'm still not backing off the stance that I think they're done. It's been a fun week. I don't want to rain on that parade. They're playing a lot better than they had been. And, you know, that that isn't saying a, a lot, but it also is considering they are now the hottest team in baseball. But it's just not going to be enough uh, to to change the stance that I have, that they're not going to make the playoffs. There's just too much ground to make up. And we're asking them to essentially play Atlanta Braves baseball the rest of the season without being a team like the Atlanta Braves. 800-919-3776. We go to Chan and Ramsey. What's up, Chan? Uh, my man, how you doing? Always nice to talk to you. Just have to point out another thing like I always do with you when it comes to basketball. You know, I like to educate you on basketball. Um LeBron is not the greatest of all time. And I'll say this simply. I'm not going to talk about stats or anything like that. When you're the greatest of all time, you do not call yourself the greatest of all time. They asked Jordan that question. He couldn't answer it. They asked Kareem that question. He couldn't answer it. The only person that ever called themselves the greatest of all time was Muhammad Ali, and he did it as part of entertainment. So my thing has to do with not only doing everything on the court, but also having some class about your stature. And LeBron doesn't have that. Mm. So that's it. Yeah, that's it. It's not. It's not any. It, it, it's that simple. You cannot call yourself the greatest of all time, and he's done that. He did that on that that barbershop show. Uh, where so he that's said the he came only reason why. Won. So we can't even just do like a tale of the tape. You know, measure career versus career. It is simply you are. You know ineligible because, because, for being the no, greatest no. of all time if you call yourself the greatest of, of all time. Does that no, not sound I, I, ridiculous I, I, to you I'm when you say that, it out loud? Putting, no, no, I'm putting that on top of everything else. If you go measure for measure, you know, he's the great, he's scored more points and everything, but when it comes to basketball and elevating people around you and doing mm. it with, with essentially, you know, players that aren't great uh, uh, on their own, is it, it, Jordan by far. It's Jordan by oh, that's far. Funny. It's not even that's cold. funny, Chan. That's funny you say that, Chan, that he did it with players who weren't great without him, considering the fact that the year after Jordan retired the first time in 94, Scottie Pippen was in the MVP conversation. The Bulls went from winning 57 games to winning 55 games, and we're in the second round of the playoffs. Almost got to the conference finals. But I do find that interesting that you analyze it that way. Very fascinating. You, you, you pick you that one thing, yeah, and then you didn't say anything about Scottie not going in because he didn't get the ball, uh, you know, for the last I'm ta- shot. I'm, so. I'm talking about, play, you say players who weren't as good. Right, Scotty's one of the 50 greatest players in NBA history. Had his team in the second round of the playoffs after a 55 win season, and we had MVP consideration. That's all I'm pointing out. Uh, Jordan, right. uh, and LeBron, when he leaves teams, they're in the lottery. They they don't end up in the playoffs in the second round of the playoffs. And by the way, I'm not even anti Jordan. Like I, that's what I hate about what these conversations become. When oh, you me, choose one guy, 
No, 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 no. I'm saying like whenever we, as like people who engage in these these debates, whenever we right. take a side, it comes across as us being anti the other guy. Now, some people are anti LeBron, you know, it, because of whatever reason. A lot of people don't like his politics and the social activism. That's that's their own flaw. But there are people who are anti LeBron. I'm just saying that I love Jordan, and and for me, for a long time, Jordan was the greatest player in NBA history. But there's just been as of late too much evidence that have become so overwhelming to me i take lebron and if you take jordan i'm cool with that that's fine it's it's a debate that's gonna last and and for the test of time but if you think i'm being ridiculous then that's where you're no 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 i didn't say you're ridiculous i just said you're wrong you know like i pointed out that you were wrong with the other thing so i'm not even gonna bring that up Chan, I don't want to ruin your Saturday by, by rubbing it in, in your face how wrong you are about this debate, but enjoy the rest of your day. 800-919-3776. It's been a while. Let's, let's, let's catch up with my guy, who I know is having a fantastic Saturday, Ira in Staten Island, because I know Ira saw the pictures of Rogers doing the split squats with the dumbbells in his hands. He's looking really smiling. He's having a good old time. We're 61 days shy of kickoff in the NFL season so i guess that would make it 66 before the jets are in action uh, against the bills on monday night football so it's been a while ira how are you doing sir all good you sound great tv good to catch up with you and you're right yeah rogers uh cranking it out there with the weights and look like he's cut and he, and the best part is the guy has a chip on his shoulder and he wants to prove yep. something and you know what as a jet fan that's all you could ask for is this man oh man You know, I I, I wasn't told this guy was really into it, but the offseason that he had and everything that he did and everything that he's selling these players that are around him, I'm really confident that that if they can stay healthy and they get the right breaks, I think this team's going to make a lot of noise. Listen, Ira, I completely agree with you. I I love what we are hearing, and I'll keep you on because I do want to get your take on this too. I I love what we're hearing from the players about what he's done for the locker room. He's really ingratiated himself, you know, with with all of these guys. And that was the difference. Like, I know people were were on the the bandwagon of, oh, let's bring Derek Carr in here. But there's something different about an established guy, a future Hall of Famer with the cash at Rodgers that elevates your locker room, the demeanor, the character traits, and it just highlights all of the positives. So simply bringing him in here... I just think it's been special. And, by the way, you don't need him to be MVP Rodgers where he threw for 44 touchdowns. The Jets' defense was pretty damn good last year. So if you simply got the 26-12 and 12 guy, which I don't think you're going to get, but let's just say you got the 26-12 and 12 guy from last year, they're a playoff team. I think you'll get better, from, better than that, which is why I'm excited. Yeah, uh, you, you hit it right on the head. He doesn't have to go out and go 5,000 yards. You know, just, just go out there, play efficiently. And, and you know what, everything they built around him, and I want to get your take on this also, um, you know, with Dalvin Cook. Listen, I, I, I like Bruce Hall, and I've got to be excited about him. But we all know it took Barkley an extra year. Most running backs, Adrian Peterson was the exception. Um, I, I think the two things that I'd be concerned about, I, I, and nothing against Michael Carter, but I keep on envisioning him fumbling in Buffalo. When they were going <laughs> oh, in Buffalo. Oh, my God. They right. were on their way that to did. probably getting another upset, and he fumbled it. I, oh, you just brought that bad memory back into my mind. Jesus Christ. And, and that's why, and I'm sure Joe Douglas has gone over this tape many times, and 
if he has to give Cook a couple of extra dollars, and he has to, hopefully he does, because I don't want to rush Hall back. And, and with, with all due respect for him, I, I really doubt this guy is going to be 100% opening day. Just ease him back. Don't give him a full workload. You bring in a guy like Cook and, and the rest of the running backs they have and with the defense they have, you know, I'm, I'm expecting a minimum on an 11-win season, you know, possibly a, a 12-win season out of this team, and, and then we'll take our chances, uh, hopefully get a home playoff game, you know, get that in our belt. And then from there, you know, the sky's the limit. That's the way I'm looking at it. And then you did mention Derek Carr, and I was all on board for going to him because I didn't want any part of Aaron Rodgers because I, I, I didn't know that this guy was going to be all bought in the way he is, and I was wrong about that. And I'm really happy the way this thing is going. I know they have a one- or two-year window, but you know what? It's the best chances we've had in probably the last 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah, man, and it's the most excited I've ever been. I appreciate the call, Ira. Uh, I I mentioned the 2011 season, but still, you are limited by the quarterback. And the quarterback back then wasn't as, I don't want to say important, but it wasn't as life or death, like right? Like now, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. You got to have one of the best quarterbacks in football in order to and just now have that. So when I look at him, I always thought it was so overblown. Is he, you know, Aaron Rodgers the cancer? He's not a cancer. It was never true. Aaron Rodgers has never been a cancer in the locker room. How much of a cancer was he that his former teammates in Green Bay, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, followed him to the Jets. He couldn't have been that cancerous. They were in the playoffs every year, contending for championships. Now, if you want to say the knock on him is the lack of playoff success once he got there, losing as high seeds against inferior teams, I'm with you there. But he wasn't a cancer because he wants to, you know, do a little ayahuasca and, and go on a darkness retreat. Let him rock. But I'm, I'm excited, man. The defense is going to be special again. The offensive line is a question mark, but love what I'm hearing from Makai Becton. Played 44 snaps in his last two years. So I'm not going to get too high on it. I got to see it to believe it. And all, and you know, not getting talked about enough is the head coach question. Is Robert Sala more than just rah-rah motivator? Because he's going to have to be more than that, especially in late game critical situations. You know, against the elite quarterbacks and elite defenses in the AFC, uh, if the Jets are going to have any success. 800-919-3776. We will get back to your phone calls coming up. Do some stuff on Wimby and the NBA. Nick's conversation. I was right about something. Nick fans don't know that they agree with me, but they do, and we'll talk about that, that coming up right here on 9870 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Very, very, very excited to do. Time now for the leaderboard update presented by Glenn Fittich. I am annoyed that Tiger Woods, I know he's you know had surgery, so he's recovering. But these golf outings just don't hit the same without him. And not that he would be participating in the John Deere Classic. He, he's all about majors now, trying to catch Jack. But I, I'm disappointed every time I, I go into a golf outing and I don't see Tiger. So I would just let you know that right now we are in round three where Brendan Todd is the top of the leaderboard, uh, leaderboard, I should say, tied with Cameron Young. They are both 13 under par. Uh, Todd right now in round three is two under par through two holes. So that is the leaderboard update brought to you by Glenn Fitted Single Malt Scott Whiskey, the world's most awarded single malt Scotch whiskey, skillfully crafted. I don't know why that's doing that to my lips. Enjoy responsibly. Glenn Fitted Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, 
ABV 40% alcohol by volume, 2023 imported by William Grant and Sons, New York, New York. That feels like a, a mouth exercise that read. 800-919-3776. Let's go to St. Pete and talk to Spike. What's up, Spike? How you doing, man? Hope you're feeling well today. Doing great, man. I get you twice in 24 hours. Let me get one yeah, basketball man. point out on uh, Dame Lillard and then one on the all-time great. I think I could present an argument or a discussion anyway. You're never going to win these. Uh, Dane Lillard, I believe Aaron Goodwin, I know for a fact, Aaron Goodwin's his agent, also has the Rosen Thibault, who he just signed, and Gary Payton Jr. I think that's his whole portfolio. I know I know him quite well. Um, I, look, Dane's getting some bad pub. I, Aaron Goodwin's that kind of guy. He's got to put the Rosen somewhere, too. He's on his option there. I'm sure you could look this stuff up. Uh, I don't really know how to at this point, but I know the guy really well. So if he's putting out, you know, I don't want to say negative press. Well, I'm only going to Miami. You know, some people don't like it. Some people don't care. I particularly don't care at this point in my life. You know, I love Damian Lillard's game. I love that he stayed in college four years. So, so wherever he lands, he lands. But I like these things really, you know, and, and I love progress, Ty. You know, I love – you're almost 50 years younger than me. I love you like like a grandson. I just let it play out. But the problem is the social media. I think you agree with me. So wherever Dame goes, he's, he's almost as playing as well as he did six, seven years ago. I'd like to see him win a chip. I'd like to see DeRozan win one, wherever he puts him. Like I said, he's got to be on his option here. And he got, you know, he missed out in Toronto. So anyway, that's where that stands. Getting back to the young man you spoke to before about all-time greats, and, and I'll, I'll bring it into the Wemby conversation from last night. To me, there's only three. You could pick from any three. It's the same three pretty much everybody says. It's, it's Michael, LeBron, and Kareem. Now, I saw Kareem play throughout his high school career. We went to high school at the same time. So I think I watched 12 or 15 games. I think it was about 6'8 or 6'9. Reminded uh, me of Wemby, just dominating, probably have four block shots a game, which sounds ridiculous, but he just dominated. Um, the, the, the fellow who called before, I'm disagreeing with him because I think LeBron improves players more. You know, yes. after his third year, he took that Cleveland team. We, we've all discussed this a thousand. I mean, times. I mean, look at look, look at the team LeBron took to the finals in 2007 with Larry Hughes, yeah, Tyrone and Hill. Williams. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, come Tyrone on, Hill, it, like, Eric Snow, yeah, yeah. Anton Jameson, Anton Jameson was the big uh, leader in his career. Anton Jameson was like the big acquisition for LeBron. Like, come on, like that. That's look yeah, at the yeah, team he, that he, he took to the finals in in, in 2018 after they traded he, away. Kyrie Irving, his second best player. His, yeah, I'm saying in 2018, his second best player was was Jeff Green. That's the you know 51 in eight special with J.R. Smith lost his mind at the end of the game. Like that team being yeah. in the finals. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Now Kareem played the same amount of years, but he tailed off uh, at the end and get him going back to the tall guys and their feet and the rain joker. You know, I'm very serious when it comes to the NBA. I love the NBA like you do, like Lumberg does. And the Lumbergs, a LeBron guy, uh, I'll take any one of them. I think the big man in, in your generation, Lumberg's generation, you're about 10 years younger than them, I'm guessing. Yeah, they get short shrifted a little bit. But the game, has, it doesn't go back to the basket, even though Durant and, and, and Jabbar, and you won't argue with me, has the two most unstoppable, unstoppable. shots ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I I'll leave it, leave it with this. 
I hope Dame signs somewhere. I hope Demar, who I love, at Southern Cal. I believe he played with O.J. Mayo, if I remember. My memory's pretty good. Body's going. But I really, I just think, you know, you you can't separate eras. You can't. My father used to tell me how great Babe Ruth was. And I watched Mickey Mantle. And I'm a 12-year-old kid arguing with my father about that. And now I'm realizing it as being so old now. I'm on with my voice the same thing. So it's yeah. just fun to talk about. There's no it real. Is. You know, you what, you know what trips me out? What trips me out, and I appreciate the call, Spike. What trips me out is the people who will come on here and they're just so passionate, a, a, a passionately annoyed. How could you have LeBron number one? And I'm like, all right, what are you having? Two. Oh, okay, so we were that far off? One and two, where you, you, you just feel that, if that you know, pr- compelled to call into a radio show and argue with me when you have him second and I have him first. I just look at the longevity, right? And the one thing that he, Kareem had a similar longevity, longevity. But the one thing that LeBron has over Kareem is that at the tail end of uh, Kareem's career, the 80s, he was able to pass the torch over to Magic, who became the best player for the Lakers. And Magic was, you know, winning the finals MVPs when they were winning championships. LeBron hasn't had that. We thought Anthony Davis was going to be, like, naturally, right? Like, AD becomes the best player on the team as LeBron ages. But AD's got, you know, injury issues. And, you know, people go at his heart. I, I, I try to stay away from, like, those immeasurables, me- measuring a guy's heart. How do we even do that? But he just doesn't come across as that guy who, quote-unquote, has that dog in him to be the best player on the team. So that's what LeBron has over him. LeBron has been the best player on his team since what? I, I would argue since 2011, 2012, because I, I thought Kobe was, was the guy who held that that championship belt as best player. LeBron's held it since then and c- continued to win championships. We're up against the clock, uh, but I want to give you an update on the Yankees. Stanton hit a towering home run in the first inning. So the Yankees lead one nothing. Cole got into some trouble in the top of the second. Runners on first and third, but he was able to induce a ground out to shortstop. So the Yankees right now lead one nothing. I see the phone calls coming in about the Yankees. We'll get to you coming up. 800-919-3776-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-BACK-B
but just wanted to give you that quick update. And then it looks better than it has the last three days. So anything, uh, even prematurely, we can celebrate with this Yankee team that has simply failed to score runs lately. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Tommy in Connecticut. He wants to talk about the aforementioned Yankees. What's up, Tommy? Oh, my God. It's, I, the timing is everything, Tyreek, because – I was just going to bellyache completely that they had Donaldson at DH with the average that he's been putting up. I'm like, the whole point of this guy, you know, they keep banging the drum, you know, you know, it, you know plus plus defender, and mm-hmm. here he goes, makes me look stupid, then <laughs> puts one out of the park. But uh, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, man, I, I'll take it too. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and complain. Uh, I, you, know, you know what's funny, Tommy? Tommy, you know what's funny? There are probably some Yankee fans out there who, every time they see, because I heard the K show talking about this the other day, and they were wondering, like, are there Yankee fans out there who get annoyed with Donaldson gets uh, gets a hit or a home run because they just they're just in love with booing him? I don't think that's what it is. I think Yankee fans, if they are to get annoyed with Donaldson when he does play well. It's because it only elongates uh, the lifeline for him. He's, he, now he's got a shelf life because the Yankees are going to continue to believe that there's something in that bat as long as, you know, every two and a half weeks he gets a hit. That, that, that's, well, that's what the case is. I mean, yeah, I looked at his numbers, and there, like, there's a whole lot of zeros in there. But uh, the stat that you read off is, is so apropos. It, it's almost every time he gets a hit, it's a home run. Like, so they're, yeah. they're going to keep – they're going to keep trotting it out there. Yeah, it, man. I, 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 we need something. So I, I, yeah, I, I if he's going to do it, I'll take it. But uh, I, thanks for the time, Ty. It's always good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks for making the call. I appreciate it, Tommy. I, I, look, I accept it. I just don't think that long-term this is going to be sustainable. I, I feel like you do have to, in many ways, upgrade the offense. And it starts with finding – someone better suited to play third base because I think DJ, like DJ, for some weird reason, I have more faith that if anyone's going to turn it around, it would be DJ as opposed to Donaldson. Because at least DJ in the first half of the season last year hit before the toe injury and was just never the same after that. DJ is, is closer removed or more recently removed from him having success offensively than Donaldson is. So that's why I have more faith in him. Quickly, I wanted to touch on the ridiculousness of what we watched last night last night in the summer leagues. So uh, I came across an article today. This was the headline in the New York Post. Victor Wimbanyama gets dunked on by Kai Jones in a forgettable Spurs debut. And I'm just like, are we serious? A forgettable Spurs debut. Why was it forgettable? Oh, because he shot two of 13 from the field. What are we doing? We're putting that much stock in a summer league game? Brandon Miller was excellent. 16 points, 11 rebounds. And this is good for Hornets fans because, I mean, MJ in his, like, last move before selling the team decided he was going to draft Brandon Miller over Scoot Henderson. And most experts would agree that that's the wrong decision to make. Scoot played well yesterday, did get hurt. He's going to have an MRI on his shoulder, so I hope everything's okay. But uh, the overreaction to Wemby, uh, I mean, listen, if this is what we're going to do, I'll hop on board. I think the Spurs, 
draft it a bus. And I think what they should actually do right now to collect themselves and to get rid of the problem that is Victor Wimbayama is to give up on him, trade him to the Lakers for Jared Vanderbilt in some future seconds. That's what they should do. I think that's the right move. Uh, you, you put that on the old trade machine. Uh, both teams accept it. Who says no? No one says no. That is the right trade to make. More accurately, though, 9 points, 3 assists, 5 blocks. You, you can not even like analyze. You can look at this game, and you don't even have to use the stats to analyze it. My big takeaways are, first of all, comparing him, uh, or calling him the best prospect ever, which is the best-case scenario, or worst-case scenario is he's the best prospect since LeBron. Like You're off your rocker. What are we judging that on? What, what is our basis for that analysis? Best prospect ever. I think he's going to be really good, and I'm rooting for him. I, I think it's great for the league to have such an infusion of you know foreigners come in here and dominate. We saw, as I said, mentioned this last night, the five, the last five MVPs, not from the U.S. You got Embiid, Jokic, twice, and Giannis. Giannis delivered his team to a championship. Jokic, after winning MVPs, delivered his team to a championship. So to have this league be flush with so much talent and of different backgrounds and ethnicities is healthy. It's, gr- it's great to, to continue to expand and grow your brand and, and be worldwide as the league has, has been able to do. So I'm rooting for Wemby. But the expectations are so high, it almost feels like, like if he becomes Shaq, a four-time champion, uh, a three-time finals MVP, like that's a massive disappointment, the way we're building this guy up to be. Where we're writing articles or a forgettable Spurs debut. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? My big takeaways are the turnovers for him are going to be a big problem early. He's got to get used to the speed and the pace of the NBA. And I think that coverages, like once they converge on him defensively, they're just going to swipe him, swipe at him, and it's going to stymie him early. And that's something he's going to have to figure out. He does have good ball handling, and he's an excellent uh, passer. He's got great court vision, but he's going to be able to open up the full spectrum of his game once he can hit that jumper consistently, which we did see in the past when he played in France. The conditioning, the strength is going to be a problem early. Uh, the smarts are going to have to be elevated for him to be successful in this league, but I think it's all going to come. And yes, the size is going to be an issue for or for opposing teams. I think what they're going to try to do is to combat his shot-blocking ability is see if a 7-3 guy can guard the perimeter. You're going to see them put him in a lot of pick-and-roll actions to, to, to switch on the guards. And I think because of, his, because of his long wingspan and you know the quickness that he'll be able to, to, to show that he's going to be able to hold his own. But this this uh the expectations we put on him uh, are just amazing it, it it is amazing we wrap the show coming up next ty butler going to two o'clock right here on 98.7 espn